Welcome to What's Good Loveland. Thank you for joining me, your whimsical tour guide and host of this show that gives you an inside look on the arts, entertainment, and culture of Loveland, Colorado. Today on the show, this is episode one. I have a fantastic interview with a local musician and the co-owner of Big Beaver Brewing, Dwayne Higgins. It was a fantastic conversation. We talked about uh, music a little bit. We talked about brewing craft beers, opening, well, rather buying a brewery here in Loveland, Colorado. If you haven't been to Big Beaver Brewing, I highly recommend going. It's a fun brewery. They always have a, oh, about 16 taps, uh, 16 different beers on tap, which is fantastic. So it's a fantastic selection of craft beer. It's located on the west side of Loveland, Colorado. Uh, but <clears throat> before we get into that conversation, I do just want to mention, because this is the first episode, first and foremost, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in and supporting the show. Can't have a show without you, the listener. So thank you so much for that. That being said, because this is the first show, I want to give everybody a disclaimer at that as the show progresses and I release more episodes, it's, you're probably going to see some changes. I got to find my groove. I got to find the best format for the show. And that's only going to be possible by releasing episodes and figuring out what's working, what's not. So as I release more episodes, you're going to notice there will be changes. Right now, the basic concept of the podcast is that I'm I'm doing interviews with local uh, local people that are into the arts, entertainment, and culture of Loveland, Colorado. So I'm going to be doing interviews with fine artists, with uh, musicians, with you know maybe comedians or poets, writers, chefs, crafters, artisans, you know that kind of thing. That's the idea. If you're one of these things, if you think you would be a good fit to be a guest on the show, that's great. I would you know, highly recommend uh, reaching out to me. You can email us at whatsgoodloveland at gmail.com if you're interested in being a guest. If you're, like I said, again, if you're an artist or something like that, I would love to talk to you and uh, get your perspective on the arts, entertainment, and culture of Loveland, Colorado. So, Again, that that email is whatsgoodloveland at gmail.com. Hit me up if you want to be a guest. The second part of this show, the other part of the format, is that I want to highlight events within the Loveland area for the arts, entertainment, and uh, culture. So there's a lot of events here in the Loveland area, and I'm going to highlight them. Now, I'm going to be highlighting events that I think are noteworthy, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be able to hit every event. So if you have an event that you would like featured on the show, it's free. I'm not charging money for that. But what you can do is go to the What's Good Loveland Facebook page. Pinned at the top of the page, there is a form that you fill out. Fill out that form with the information about your event, and then I will feature it on an episode of the show when it makes sense. With that being said, I'm doing this podcast week to week. Episodes will be coming out on Fridays, and then it will highlight the events following that Friday up until the next Friday. So I'm only doing events that are you know, week to week. I'm not going to highlight on, uh, like for instance, I'm not going to talk about events today that are taking place in October. No, we'll talk about them closer to those events. Uh, again, if you want to, if you have an event that you want highlighted or featured on this show, all you got to do, go to the Facebook page, what's good Loveland, fill out the form, love to help promote your event and get the word out there. So do that. And that's basically what the format is of this first show. And I do want to warn when I get into the interview with Dwayne, there is some coarse language and you know, we do have some profanity in it. Again, that was the first uh, recording I did, the first interview I did for this podcast, and I didn't put enough forethought into telling him not to use profanity and and for me not to use profanity because going forward, I'm going to stay away from using profanity on the show because I want everybody to be able to listen to this and enjoy it. So I just want to warn everybody right now, episode one, there there is coarse language. I did not have enough time to edit it out or bleep it out and I just decided to leave it in and just it's episode one we're still figuring things out but going forward the language is going to go away that's going to be one of the biggest changes that I've already decided and I've already made and you'll see going forward going back to you know growing the show and and progress and the progression of the show so hopefully we'll be able to add some fun theme music some in-between music some other features things like that again it's the first episode I'm still finding my groove. We're still finding the best format, but 
It's going to be great. So before we get into this conversation with Dwayne, and I just want to say, again, a little bit of coarse language, but it was a great conversation. We had, he had a lot to talk about. Uh, It was an interesting story how he went, you know, he used to be an electrician, and then he's also a musician, and then he went into buying and and operating, uh, co-operating, co-buying a brewery here in Loveland. So it was a fun conversation. So I am going to talk about some of the events right now before we get into it. Stick around after the show for a little, or after the interview for a uh, little outro, I guess you could say. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to put the uh, events at the end of the show to make people listen to the whole show or do it at the beginning. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Again, we're still figuring out the format. So if you're around Loveland this weekend, uh, there's a lot of great events going on this weekend. Uh, Friday and Saturday, September 16th and 17th, is the Loveland Oktoberfest, which Dwayne and I talked a little bit about that because he'll be pouring uh, beer at the Oktoberfest this weekend. So if you want to go check out some of the Big Beaver beer you can, and you're at Oktoberfest, go do that. That's taking place at the Fairgrounds Park. You want more information on that, you just need to go to OktoberfestLoveland.org. Again, that's OktoberfestLoveland.org for more information about Loveland Oktoberfest. Uh, Saturday, there's also, you got all kinds of fun things to do Saturday. Uh, Saturday, September 17th, during the day, there's a day for kids out at the Budweiser's Budweiser Event Center. Then Saturday night, the 17th, Jim Gaffigan is performing at the Budweiser Event Center. You know, I'm sure if you know anything about comedy, you've heard of uh, Jim Gaffigan, fantastic comedian. I actually seen him perform live. I went to his Netflix taping, his last Netflix special that came out. I was there in the audience uh, when he taped it because he taped it in Minneapolis, and I was up there for that. It was a good time. Uh, so you can go check that out. Uh, 17th and 18th, that's uh, Saturday, Sunday. You have the Padre Valley Antique Auto Swap Meet. Uh, Saturday, uh, during the day at the Ranch Event Center, there's the Loveland Chocolate Fest. And then next Wednesday uh, at Big Beaver Brewing, we have the stand-up comedy open mic. If you enjoy comedy and you want to see comedy where it begins, I highly encourage you to come to the open mic. If you've been thinking about doing comedy and you don't know how to do comedy or where to start, coming to an open mic is a good way to do it. Uh, if you want to perform, sign up, start at 6.30. The show starts at 7. It's free to attend. Uh, there's no no cover charge. You just come, watch comedy, have some good some good beer, and uh, we'll have a good time. So, all right. Well, that's all the events that I got highlighted right now. Again, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Make sure you subscribe, follow, and follow the podcast wherever you're listening to this right now. And here we go. Here is my first interview for What's Good Loveland, my conversation with my good buddy, the co-owner of Big Beaver Brewing and local musician, Dwayne Higgins. Enjoy. I am here with a musician and a owner of one of our local breweries, Dwayne Higgins of Big Beaver Brewing. How are you doing today, Dwayne? Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Ah, well, thanks for thanks for taking the time to do this. I uh, wanted to get you on the podcast and talk to you about your brewery because it's, and I could be biased because it's close to my house, but it's one of my favorite breweries, uh, but it's also because the beer is really, really good. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank some you. of the best beer I've, I've had to drink uh and all the breweries that I've been to. So I'm excited to have you on and talk a little bit about that. You're also, I know you also do music. That's kind of actually how we met at, uh, we met at a uh, karaoke night where you were singing <laughs> hardcore metal. <laughs> yeah. You did, uh, did an original at karaoke uh, at the office here in Loveland. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about that. You, so you do music. What, what all instruments do you play? Uh, well, I started out playing bass at like 12. Um, and then kind of dabbled around on guitar. I didn't seriously pick it up until about 2002. Um, I've been primarily playing that, but yeah, mostly, uh, guitar and bass, but I also, you know, uh, engineer and produce and record and program. So, Do all, all the things music related. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And then some vocals here and there. Yeah. Um, but mostly I, I've kind of just been in the background. 
Yeah, and you've been in a you've been in some bands throughout the throughout the years because you've you've you're you're originally from Loveland, right? Yes, that's correct. Yes. But you've moved away because you were in bands and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah moved out to Fort Collins and then yeah hooked up with the band, then moved out to Maryland for the band, but then four months later it imploded. <laughs> Came back for a couple of years and then hey, let's try it again. Moved out to California for a year, had the keys of the kingdom, the band imploded, and that one kind of irked too because. Uh, my drummer's girlfriend at the time was working for Century Media Records, and so we had the president on our couch at parties, like of all Century Media yeah, Records, all the time, yeah, yeah. yeah, hanging out. I was like, "Well, yeah, get us a demo." I'm like, "Guys, we got the keys of the kingdom. Let's do it." It imploded. No, oh, that's so. Yeah, it was just like ah, that close. Maybe <laughs> next time, not this that. One, yeah, and that's indie art for you. That that's how it goes. One minute you're you're riding high, and the next you're yeah. you know. <laughs> but the, yeah, just uh, been in a few local bands here and there. Um, actually, I'm in a project now uh, with a friend of mine. It's a mafia-inspired deathcore band. Yeah, yeah, yep. So, that's uh, that should be good. Yeah. Do you guys, I know you guys were working on a name for the band. Do you, have you decided on the name yet? I think we're going to call it "I Hear You Paint Houses." Yeah. Okay. That's that's so, the name that I heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what inspired that? A mafia-inspired hardcore metal band. That was uh, my buddy Guy. Not buddy Guy, but yeah, yeah. my friend. His name is Guy. His so, name is hey, Guy. I know this guy. Yeah, it's, it's always, yeah, buddy Guy. Buddy Guy. Um, yeah, it was his idea to kind of do that. I was just like, okay, I'm down, whatever. Yeah, let's just make some heavy-ass music. And so, yeah, he, he wanted to do the mafia theme, and I was like, yeah, I just wanted to run with it. So, so far, I think we got one song kind of mapped out demo-wise that, okay, that's the full structure. And then we just got to add little nuances to it and finish her out. But, yeah, right now it's just me and him. We got another guy, not named Guy, a guy named James, <laughs> uh, potentially for drums. So, yeah, I'm still just trying to put everything together. But, yeah, it's always a struggle with trying to be in a band trying to get stuff going because everybody's got their own lives, finding time for it and to be able to get more than two people in the room at the same time, you know, and be creative is, mm -hmm. is very difficult. Oh, I can imagine. That's why, that's one thing I love. I'm, you know, as a comedian, that's what I love about comedy is that I don't have to depend on other people for it, that particular art. You know, all I have to do is show up at a venue Obviously, there are things that you need at a venue, but it's just me. Yeah. And part of that was I dabbled in filmmaking before I did stand up, and it was the same thing as like with music, getting everybody together to like work on a project, you know, especially because it wasn't like, you know, we were independent, you know, just doing it for fun kind of scenarios. So like people were like, oh, yeah, let's make a movie, let's make a short film. And then it would be time to do it. And they're like, ah, I got to go, you know, my wife wants me to do this, or yeah. my parents got, you know, just well, find people to have the commitment for yeah, it. It's like, exactly. oh, wait a minute, now this is actually work. Yeah, this eh, is a serious thing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I imagine it's the same thing with music. It, yeah. it can be, yeah. Trying to get everybody, like you said, together yeah. to Well, and also, too, you know, dealing with everybody's personalities and creative input, you know, and, not, and trying to take your ego out of it, you know, whatever that you know, goes better for the song. It's like, well, I really like this riff and nobody else does. It's like, well, we'll give it a chance. And it's, Hey, if it sucks, it sucks. You know, it's like just whatever's and just dealing with those personality conflicts, you know, especially when you get like four or five type A personalities in the same room. It's like, well, fuck you. Your riff sucks. Or this drum beats lame. Or blah. It's like, I was in a project before that I was, uh, doing all the, uh, engineering out of, and I was able to salvage three out of six songs for an EP and spent a bunch of time mixing it and sent it off to the guys. And I was like, yeah, so let me know what you think. Okay. And exactly dead air. Yeah. Like, what, and then what time happened? Passed. Yeah. Like <laughs> nobody came back to me. I'm like, well, I mean, if you don't like it, tell me, you know, it's not going to hurt my feelings. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe a little bit of my pride because I put time into it, but it's like, well, okay, this is a group thing. You know, it's like, I'm not just the matriarch of the, or patriarch or whatever you want to call yeah. it, the fucking head of the band, you know, the, the leader. Um, it's supposed to be collaborative. And exactly. It can't be collaborative if nobody's putting in input. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, that one imploded as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a bummer. Yeah. But, well, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do with this other project because uh, I'm a, as somebody that's always been as a big true crime fan and 
a big fan of mafia related stuff. I think that's a cool idea. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to see what you guys end up with there. But let's talk about an, an, another thing that you do. You 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 now own a brewery. You're one of the co-owners of Big Beaver Brewing. Yes, you yes, took that co-owner. over. Yep, yeah. co-owner, and you took that over. You you guys took it over in 2020, right before everything went bananas. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, final paperwork and agreement the keys were handed over March 1st, and then as we all know how the timeline went, March 16th, day right before St. Patty's, because St. Patty's fell on a Tuesday. That Monday, our governor. Here in Colorado, decided to, uh, you know, shut everything down to to go only. Didn't completely shut down the businesses, but severely crippled a lot of small businesses, uh, especially mine, because my whole business model um, is people in chairs. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have a canning line. I don't have room for it. I'm just, I'm a nano brewery. You know, I do less than 60 barrels a year. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm barely even touching the bottom rungs of what, you know, actual micro craft breweries are because they're doing you know a hundred to five hundred to a thousand barrels a year yeah compared to like huge tap room though like like you said you you know you're a brewery that needs butts on the seats and there's plenty of seating in the brewery (laughs) yeah and then tap room yeah i can fit just shy of a hundred people in there legally (laughs) (laughs) yeah right without breaking without breaking fire codes yeah exactly (laughs) um so yeah so that was kind of crazy because coming into it, trying to, I don't know, just get my head around of where my position was going to be purchasing the business, running it, you know, meeting the staff, learning just the ins and outs of how this place was running to having to lay everybody off because I was reduced to, to go only. And since I didn't can or bottle, all I had was my snarlers and growlers and bratwurst to go. You know, I was I was barely making a <clears throat> excuse me, barely making enough to just keep the lights on, much less to yep. be able to hire staff to be able to do this job while I could do everything else. So ended up on the twenty second, I had to lay everybody off. Oh man. That's uh, super unfortunate. Yeah. But... A few people were already on their way out because they had been with the previous owner for over eight years and they were just burnt. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to give them all the keys to the kingdom to hey, you know whatever you want to do, like the previous brewer and say, Hey man, whatever you want to brew, I mean, anything crazy and just, what do you want? You know? And he just kind of, he was tired. So I, I didn't blame him. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, my previous marketing director, she, uh, she was a wonderful person. I was sad that she left, uh, cause I was really looking forward to working with her. But again, she just got tired. She got burnt. And then, so she decided to do something else, you know, and, and, and everybody that worked for us, you know, it wish them nothing but the best, Yeah, absolutely. you know, and tried to bring everybody back, but everybody had to hustle so hard because, you know, there weren't jobs out there. So you can only do so much with, you know, the, the unemployment stimulus and stuff that the, the government was doing to try to wrap their head around this and not to get into the politics of any of this, you know, everybody did what they thought was the best at the time be it for the better or worse, um, yep. insert your own, you know, opinions there. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. Keep, yeah. I'm going to keep mine. Opinion, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Not to get too crazy with it. Um, but <clears throat> Hey, we all did what we had to do to get through this. And so a lot of them were making more money on side hustle than they were because all my servers are relying on tips, but if there's no people in chairs, they're not going to get the tips. Yeah. And if people are just coming in and getting things to go, they probably, you know, yeah. they may tip, but highly unlikely. Right. Yeah. So I did have a few customers coming in, um, regularly to help support the business, which I appreciated immensely. And I appreciate all my customers. You know, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be open. Sure, I can make all the beer I want, but if I can't sell it, I'm just going to drink it. And, you know, that's not a good business model. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, as a homebrewer, sure, that's great. But yeah, as a business, not so much. Yeah, yeah, definitely got to uh, definitely gotta make some money if yeah. you're trying to be a business. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing, you know, your brewery, it's a fun brewery too. I mean, it, there's a lot of innuendos and a lot of fun merch that you guys sell, and oh, yeah. it's a fun brewery. It's just fun, a fun atmosphere because of that. What you know, going back to you know, you didn't open this brewery, you didn't you know found it, you just bought it. How did you end up in the partnership that you're with with your you know? Because you said that your your partner does most kind of the brewing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And how did that brewer. all evolve? Um. So through family, uh, my 
uh, girlfriend's sister, so my not sister-in-law, <laughs> uh, she uh, ran a medieval festival uh, west of town, and then uh, uh, the I was hanging out there, and she te- uh, the not sister-in-law, uh, ex not sister-in-law, no. <laughs> um, she tapped me to be head of security, so I'm running around in a kilt and a broadsword and a you know a drinking <laughs> horn. And, uh, uh, my business partner Dave Curry, uh, who used to own the Buckhorn Brewers, uh, him and his business partner at the time, Jerry, uh, were serving beer out there, and they had a, a specific beer that I was I tried out there. I grew it, so it's an old medieval recipe, which worked out perfect for the medieval festival, um, which just caught my attention because I've never tasted anything like that before. And like from mm-hmm. any brewery, I'm like, wow, this is really cool. It kind of reminded me of sours. Cause at the time I was really big on the sours. So I heard about his brewery before and always drove by it. But it was like, you know, it's one of those things you're like, Oh yeah, I hear good things about that place. And then you, you drive by, you go, ah, I'll get it next time. People. If you ever have that inclination, stop, check it out because you're missing out. Not um, just because this opportunity, you know, if you hear something's good, just check it out. Take take five yep. seconds to go do it. Because, yeah, same thing with uh, the Buckhorn. I kept driving by. I'm like, oh, yeah, I should go in there. I should go in there. Well, finally I did. After actually meeting the owner and tasting his beers at a festival, I started going there. And I was like, wow, what else do you got? And all his beer was really good. And it was a cool environment, too. You know, it was super small. You know, about half the size of... Well, it's about the same size as the Beaver when it opened, um, because it was just one teeny little room. And through the years, we've expanded to the space that we have now. Um, but yeah, just stopped over there, started hanging out, and I'm drinking beers, and that became a regular haunt. And talking with Dave, um, just just started becoming friends. And then uh, he was, and so it kind of evolved from he used to have a a food truck out there called the blind peasants, uh, which did amazing pulled pork and macaroni and cheese. And, uh, they were supposed to show up for, what was it? Memorial day or something. It was supposed to be a big weekend. I forget. Uh, timeline's a little fuzzy, but, uh, unfortunately they had a previous obligation or something and they weren't going to be able to make it. And Dave was kind of freaking out. I was like, Oh man, you know, we need something out here. You know, what are we going to do? Who can we find? I'm like, Oh, I can cook. He's a, what really? I'm like, well, yeah, let me, let me throw some stuff together. So, you know, I went ahead and, uh, made up some food and we set it in the back there and, uh, it was a big hit. And that, that day somebody was like, well, do you ever do catering? I'm like, no, but I can like, tell you what, give me a week. I'll put together a menu, get my license stuff together. And, uh, you know, my catering company, two hundred tacos was born out of that. <laughs> and so ended up, just doing catering on the side because at the time I was a commercial electrician. Um, so primarily that's what I was doing, working, you know, insane hours building stuff yeah. across Northern Colorado. Do you still do the catering at all? Is um, that something you still do now and again or not? You know, really? I, I haven't had time for well, it. Well, I imagine owning a brew, owning a business, yeah. you kind of, you lose a lot of, a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I pretty much live at the brewery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I ended up, uh, doing my two-handed tacos there, and the catering kind of started from there. And then, so yeah, I don't know, at least once a month, you know, I'd do, the, you know, the tacos. And then a few, you know, psychics here and there. Somebody wanted to do a wedding or something else, you know, okay, how many people I'll start doing that. Um, so as we were doing this, we're looking at that just constantly hanging out at the Buckhorn. Uh, we were kind of at ends with our landlord there uh she was running it more like her house than it was the commercial property that we were renting i mean she had an apartment up front that she was living at and then there's a couple others there but we had the back corner and then we were also renting the backyard which we all had license for alcohol and yeah, everything else yeah. and yeah it just she ended up taking the backyard away so that took away half of our seating and just it started to become toxic so we had we had to leave or dave had to leave at this point i'm still not you know <clears throat> yeah you're still an independent contractor yeah yeah you're, i'm still just doing company. catering yep. and just hanging out yeah I, I never had any business association uh with the buckhorn um you know just friends and hanging out i would hang out at the tap room and help out you know you know just pay me in beer and you know, maybe cash tips here and there if there was any. You know, I was more than happy to help out. 
But I was like, well, why don't we partner up? Why don't we both pull our money, find the spot, I'll run the kitchen side of it, and have Dave run the brewery side of it. Cool. Sounds like a great idea. So for all of like half of 2018 and all of 2019, all we did was try to look for spots. Mm-hmm. So, but everything we tried to find just kind of fell through. It's like, well, here's this building, but well, it's a cold, dark shell. So now we got to put in everything, the plumbing, HVAC, yeah. uh, but then warning flags that come up. Well, yeah, they'll also help buy the brewery equipment. Oh, wait a minute. Uh-uh. That means they want you to build them a brewery. Then they're going to price you out and steal your shit. Yep. Um, and then other places, it, it just didn't work out for us within our budget. Um, of what we had available capital-wise to make this happen. So fast forward to October of 2019. Um, you know, I got laid off from the electrical job I was doing before, which happens. And, you know, it kind of rotate every three. Or I usually take the last couple months off of the year anyways, you know, during the holidays because who wants to work around Christmas? Yep. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, hanging out of the buckhorn, and a friend of ours uh, comes in and says, hey, Big Beaver's for sale. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. I'm like, And then I kind of ignored the emails um, just because, I don't know, it's just you get inundated with stuff. You're like, well, okay, what else is new? Yeah, okay, whatever, whatever. Then I went through. I'm like, oh, shit, it is. Like, here we go. I thought, you know, he was just, you know, spinning a yarn yep. or whatnot. But it's like, you got to be kidding me. You know, we're looking for a place. Here's a turnkey business available for sale what's not to fucking do about this one. You know, there's, that's a no brainer. So I had known the previous owner, Pete Villeneuve, um, through hanging out at his brewery and talking. Um, and so he also knew me, you know, I mean, we, we weren't friends or anything acquaintances. Yeah. I just and, knew, knew yeah, each other from, yeah. But it, yeah, I called him up. I'm like, Hey Pete, this is Dwayne. You know me like, Hey, I'm partnering up with Dave from the Buckhorn. He knows how to brew beer. We can carry the torch, you know, and keep the brewery going. If you're worried about selling it or have somebody, you know, destroy it or change it, you know. And so uh, it took, I don't know, it took like that six months from October to March to uh, be able to get all the uh, pieces aligned. Because um, mm-hmm. he also had the hard climb cider as a DBA under Big Beaver. So his big process was trying to get that separated Yep. Um, as a separate entity and then just be able to get all the licensing in place to make sure, you know, the government didn't find anything on me, which I'm clear. I'm good, Um, (laughs) but get it, get everything approved. So that way you could just hand the keys over. Um, so yeah, it was, it's going to originally just be an asset sale, but it ended up being easier that I just bought the entity. So I bought all the shares, um, initially. And then, yeah, I had Dave come in with his, his percentage with the, the business and get him on the licenses and, and then, yeah, so now we're running the brewery, um, which is totally crazy on my end because other than my little minor, you know, catering business, I've never run a business before. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going in. I'm like, <clears throat> cool. Big, a lot of learning experiences oh go God. with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, too, it didn't help that, you know, I had a full crew for 16 days. After that, I didn't. Yeah, so now so I'm wearing you. every hat. Because yep. also at the time, it's like. Well, where does everybody else fit in? You know, I'm trying to bring in Dave. And it's like, well, here, doing this. Here's the brew day, you know. And he he was busy with his own other business as well after, you know, closing down the Buckhorn and doing the transition to get his name clear off of that because you can't have two liquor licenses and yada, yada, yada stuff with the state. Um, so finally being able to bring him in. And have him take the reins on the brewing. Like, I had uh, started apprenticing under the previous brewer and just learning the back-of-house operations. It, it was ironic. So it was uh, January 26th. We shut down the Buckhorn. Literally, in eight hours, tore everything out of that place. What took two years to build took eight hours and ten people oh, wow. to tear out. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Um, takes so long to build something. Takes no Nothing, time to destroy yeah. something. Well, not necessarily destroy, but to deconstruct something. Yep as a better way to phrase it. Um, and then on the 27th, I started, you know, working at the Beaver before, you know, the sign, the final paperwork got handed the keys and like, Oh, here's your new boss. You know, I was like, Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, familiarizing myself with the regulars and, and the employees. And I was like, okay, well, what are you doing here? How are you doing this? And training on the brewer, learning that system. Cause 
preface it, I had no brewing experience. Yeah. yeah I'm not a brewer. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, no brewing, I'm, no yeah. business. <laughs> I'm a chef and I'm an electrician. I mean, I ran jobs. I've, yeah. yeah. I had to do budgets and stuff like that and make sure that we're not going over schedule and stuff like that. So basic business knowledge. Hey, you know, you got to make sure that the money coming in is better than the money going out, which is always a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, I, <clears throat> Okay, let let me retract that. I had little to no brewery experience coming into it. I knew the fermentation process because multiple friends of mine are home brewers and watching them do stuff, helping them out on brew days. But I never took the reins on my own mm-hmm. um, and did it in my own like kitchen or, or garage or basement or anything like that. Um, hanging out at the Buckhorn with Dave, I would help him with brews. I remember one of the first days he hands me this plastic solo cup full of hops. He's a Hey, you want to become a brewer? I'm like, okay, sure. Like here add this, but not all at once. So you don't want it to boil over, you know? So doing a, the hop, the final hop addition to this brew. And he's like, Hey, congratulations. You're a brewer. I'm like, uh, I know there's a lot more involved in that. <laughs> it kind of gives me a nod and wink. Yeah, there is. But Hey, you know, you're on your way, you know, the first step. First and step. so I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, let me start this from the beginning. He's like, really? You want to interest on this? I'm like, yeah, I'm not just, yeah. Show me how to do it. You know, so show up and he's like, okay, we need to measure out this much grain. Okay, here's X amount of pounds of this grain, X amount of pounds of this type and everything else. Okay, cool. Here are the weights. Now we got to run it through the mill. Okay, why? And so then explaining each process and why we have to do this. Mm-hmm. And so, so you learned a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I had like six or seven brews under Dave before learning under the previous brewer at Big Beaver. Yeah. And then to be able to take that knowledge, albeit very oh, rudimentary, um, running the process and not really knowing, okay, well, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And then also, too, learning how to properly do it um, to make a better quality beer. Yeah. Uh, because it got to the point where just running the process to do production, uh, but being able to take the time to, you know, just add that little bit more quality to it. Yeah, absolutely. Not to say the previous brewer was doing a bad job at all. You know, he made, yeah. made good beer for many years, many years, yep. but you wanted to add kind of your always, own. Yeah. There's always room for improvement. Well, yeah. And it's always about you. You kind of want to add your signature to something because now it is your business while it was, right. you know, somebody else's, somebody else might've found it. You took over and you need to do something to kind of stand out, add your own little, yeah pizzazz to something put our own little touch to it yeah absolutely and that's i you know i'd like to talk about that a little bit too because you guys do have really good beer i i got the opportunity to come with you to uh you know do a tasting you were you had a you had a tent set up at a tasting in denver uh back in uh, uh august and a lot of people kept coming back because they loved your beer they were like every type of beer that they had that they tasted of yours and you brought four different ones and you have what like 20 on tap at the 18 oh 18 okay 18 currently on tap but... 18 on tap so you have a lot of variety but yeah like people were just raving about your beer all of them from the from the summer beers to the darks to you know to the stout they all you know and i've seen it even in you know being a patron of your brewery i've seen it there where people come in and when their friends are in town they're like oh you got to come to this brewery part of it's because you know big beaver brewing and the fun you know into windows that come with that and the names of the beers but it's also because you have good beer you have really good tasting beer and yeah the shtick will only go so far (laughs) well that's funny but yeah it's like Funny doesn't, but you got to back it up. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to have a quality product. Absolutely, and you have a lot of quality products. I haven't, you know, I'm not a big IPA guy. I have tried some of your IPAs, and as somebody who doesn't like IPAs, I will say yours were some of the better that I've tasted. And so, knowing that I don't like IPAs, that's a good, you know, good sign that you yeah. got good quality. If somebody that doesn't even like them yeah. can say well, that. Well, and I got to give all that credit to my head brewer and my business partner, Dave. Like I said, I, he's got all the brewing experience. Yep. I have none. Like I said, I can run the process. I'm learning. Um, yeah. Crash course and a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, he's got 30 years of home brewing and he ran his business for seven years. So he had an active brewery. And I, it, it's kind of funny because he came around full circle because he, uh, stopped into big beaver one day he's like wait a minute you can do this because he's he'd just been doing this in his garage and he would always have like 
six, seven beers on tap at home. So stopping into Big Beaver Brewing is what inspired him to open, to open up, up the own, Buckhorn. The yeah, buckhorn. he's like, wait a oh, minute, you can awesome. open up your own brewery like this? And like he started talking with Pete, and uh, he's like, yeah. So, you know, they just started talking shop, and then like the little the eyebrow went up on Pete's head, and he's like, well, yeah, here, look at this. And they started talking recipes, and yeah, that inspired Dave to open up his brewery. And then now here we are owning what Pete started, which kind of inspired him. Yeah, he's kind of coming oh, that's circle awesome. on that. Well, that's that's great. That's always a great when you can come full circle on something, yeah. especially if it's something you love. But, yeah, going back to your guys' brewing and, and the types of beers, I'm curious, how do you guys decide on what flavors and how do you come up with a recipe? Obviously, you don't want to give away all your secrets. Right. But, but, like, you have, you know, you have a, a, a strawberry – uh, lemonade pale ale that's really good you have your your juicy peach which is a really good summer beer and you, you know you have your what is it the gruet uh, yeah that's uh, the medieval the yeah. medieval one that's really good and but so how do you like when you guys decide that oh it's time to do you know we want to brew something new try something uh, i know you have a, a peanut butter cup nitro coming oh yeah i can't wait for which that, that sounds amazing i'm waiting for that i'm like i'm i just want people to come down and drink that coffee stout so it's gone so we can <laughs> get this <laughs> this peanut butter cup but when you're deciding like how do you guys decide on that stuff like um, the flavors and well so like the base beers are, are really just by style so i mean you got an ipa now there's this whole spectrum of different ipas west coast uh new england style just east coast american english um, I know there's like hazy, uh, yeah, juicy, juicies, all these yeah. things. So just narrowing that down, then you got, you know, like a, a Belgian ales, English ales, uh, ESBs, um, you know, Hefeweizens, Dunkles. It's just all, there's basic categories of beers that you could build off of. Mm-hmm. Um, so you start with that. So, okay, should have a Hefeweizen on there. German wheat. Cool. Nail that one down. Okay, how about uh, English nut brown ale? Cool, nail that down. And then also, too, you look at, you know, what's out on the market? You know, i got to have a good lager. Okay, cool, put a lager out there. Have a Pilsner, something light. Yeah. Then, you know, something a little bit more roasty. And then, you know, what tastes good? What what sparks your interest? Uh, with the Strawberry Lemonade Pale, I got a sample from my distributor of the purees that I use to, you know, to help create these flavor profiles. And I'm like, well what am I going to do with this? I don't know about this. And I made up a little splash. I was like, Oh my God, this is delicious. Well, I had enough to make up a uh, six So 5.25 gallons of it made that up. And I was like, because we already do a blood orange pail. That's really tasty. And I was like, well, okay, this would probably be good on the pale base. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Like, it took everything I had not to drink that whole six. <laughs> it was that good. And every time I make it, I like you saw me, I was walking around the festival um, give, yeah, the last samples, weekend, yep. yeah, or well, yeah, yeah, in August. August, I'm yeah. not sure when this is going on. Yeah, Hi, yeah. Guys. <laughs> it's all good. Hello from the future. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I was just walking around with that picture, giving everybody a sample. They're like, Well, I don't know about this, and all of a sudden, they're like, Oh my god, this is delicious. And I'm like, Yeah, pretty good, huh? Check out the other stuff. And yeah. uh, so some of these things are just happy little experiments. Um, like I really wanted to do a blueberry wheat. And I never tried the blueberry puree before and I put it on there. It's a lot lighter than I thought, but that worked out perfect because I didn't want to be heavy and syrupy, you know, like drinking a, you know, like a blueberry monster or something yeah, like that. Or yeah. Rockstar type thing where, where it's just that Kool-Aid flavor. I didn't want that. I yeah. That. Which is good I, because I know there's a beer and it's really delicious, but it's super sweet, which is a uh, grain belt, which is a, a brewing company out of Minnesota. They do. They had a summer one called uh, Grain Belt Blue, and that's what it was. It's like a blueberry beer, but it yeah. was like drinking juice. Yeah, like you know, like it was very sweet. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to find that balance because the, the, the whole goal is to have the body of the beer itself shine through, and then you're like, oh, well, it tastes like this, and oh, there's a hint here. Oh, that's cool. You know, uh, you don't want it. At least me personally, I don't want to just be punched in the face with. With other flavors, I'd like mm-hmm. to actually have the beer speak for itself and then nuances come out. Yeah, so basically have the flavors kind of complement yes, the, exactly. the, the beer, you know, whatever the, the base of the beer is. Yeah, which... and so uh, 
mostly it's just playing around, um, you know, being just kind of just like mad scientists. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, the like back. doing catering, you know, like always come up and do flavors. Like, well, what about this? What would this taste like? Well, let me have an idea here. And then you just got to do it. You just got to try it. You know, it's kind of same with comedy. Hey, you got an idea? Well, see yep. if that joke works, you know, you yep. it may work, may not. Yeah. <laughs> well, with your, with your brewery, I, we're, we're kind of running out of time here. We've got to get closer to wrapping things up, but like yeah. with your, you've got, like I said, you got 18 on tap yep. uh, and, and, and I'm sure you have recipes that you, you know, you rotate throughout the year, whatever you have your, your flagship, your beers as well. What? Is your favorite beer that you guys have ever brewed, and what's what you have currently on tap? What would you recommend if somebody was going to come in? What would you want them? What would you direct them to? I mean, obviously, it depends on their preference. Yeah, but, yeah, that's tough. You know, yeah. if they hate stouts, so I'm not going to lead them towards that. Yeah, if they can't stand hobby. So yeah, it's really up to the individual. But I mean, our juicy peach is by far our biggest seller. Everybody really loves that. Our yeah, Pilsner, we ran out of that at the festival. That was yep. the first one we ran out of. <laughs> yep. Um, our Pilsner is really good, light, easy drinking beer. Um, but I would say what really kind of puts us on the board, um, and again, my hat's off to my business partner, head brewer, Dave Curry. Um, I wish he was here for this. Yeah. Um, yeah. It would be our Gruet, so the 800-year-old medieval recipe, you know, based off of this, an idea that, uh, you know, this is a beer that's bitter without hops. So he concocts this tea, pretty much. You know, we steep all these herbs and spices, over 17 of these, uh, to create this bitter profile. And so over the years, he's dialed this in um, as far as what to add to it. And... uh yeah, so anybody who doesn't like hops, there you go. Here, here's this wonder, wonderful thing. Yeah, so it's, you know, his whole idea is conventions of, like, going through, like, the, the ancient Nordic sagas and, you know, even back to Egyptian. What were they brewing? Oh, this had figs in it. Well, okay, how do we do that? You know, going through and where the history of brewing came from before, you know, the – what we have today, the basic, like, oh, yeah, it's all got to be done in stainless steel and dairy, you know, sanitary conditions. We're playing with a Nor- Norwegian quick yeast, and we're watching videos of guys doing this in their barn, and there's a goat walking by. So, yes, don't worry, it's a, it's a sanitary goat. <laughs> I don't even know what accent that was. That yeah, was horrible. But, that... Um, but, yeah, it's it, conventions of, yes, obviously, we, we do everything sanitary, everything's clean. Um but conventions that it doesn't have to be this industrialized thing to be able to make a good beer that breaking conventions of it, standard recipes, putting our own stamp on it and just having fun with it. Absolutely. And, and Paramount think, making a good beer. Yeah. And I think you guys are nailing all of that. Like you said, it is uh it is a hidden gem of Loveland, Colorado. If you're from Loveland and you haven't been into the big beaver brewing company, you need to go check out the tap room. Uh, the, all the, the different shirts are fun. Uh, the, the innuendos are fun. The beer's fantastic. The staff is great. It's, it's just a great overall atmosphere. And now you guys are starting to do, you know, now that things are getting a little better with opening things up and everything, you're, I know you're doing more events. You got open mic nights. You got musicians. You got bingo. Uh, there's all kinds of different things, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, follow us on our uh, Facebook page. Um, I do a lot of postings there and on Instagram. Um, please bear with us with our website. Um, it's been a rough two years trying to get everything <laughs> done. I need to get that updated. Uh, but mostly follow us on Facebook as far as our events, as well as uh, sign up with our five stars. Uh, rewards program hey you know you drink beer you get free beer so you know you can't beat that um i do a bunch of announcements there but yeah uh real quick rundown i know we're running short on time. No, you're good uh, second and fourth uh tuesday of every month we have the vice squad uh fly fishing uh fly tying so come in and learn how to uh, tie a new fly if you're into that that's always a lot of fun we try to do the third friday of every month bingo night you can win a uh, wonderful big beaver swag um and then and uh, beer and beer. Yes. Um, uh, we've been trying to do a open mic night at the big beaver. Uh, first one, we tried to do music. Um, it was decent, you know, for a start out, uh, last two we've done has been comedy hosted by Dan here. Truly. <laughs> um, and then, uh, just having fun with that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else we got coming up. 
depending on when this goes out, hopefully it's not too late, but uh, September 16th, we're going to have the stubby shillelaghs back at the Big Beaver. They always tear their roof down off off the place. Um, we try to have live music there on Saturdays. Um, that's kind of hit or miss, so just kind of bear with us. Uh, we have a house guitar sitting there, so if you want to come in and play, it's sitting there. Feel free. <laughs> it's open mic night a, anytime the brewery's open. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yes. Yeah. And hey, you know, you guys want to have an acoustic jam, feel free to come on out and hang out on our patio. Um, board games. There's board games yes, there. You can yes. play board games. You know, um, it's an odd thing, but yes, we are family friendly. It's so weird saying because it's a brewery. I wasn't, I didn't grow up this way. You know, the bars were for adults. Microbrew things are a little bit different. Well, I grew up in the Midwest, so bars were family friendly. Right. <laughs> like, well, but most of them I remember had being. I, so. I remember being. No. no oh, really? No. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, I don't say cooking frozen pizzas does not declare you a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's like saying the you know the bowling alley. <laughs> but I grew I grew up in a different time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know we got a. Uh, we do have non-alcoholic uh, options as well. Again, uh, oh yeah, because you have rambling. the Italian sodas, Italian sodas, yes. Yep. Uh, our handcrafted root beer, as well as uh, uh, depending on what the ABV comes out on it. Uh, normally, we just start out tried to crash it, but uh, our last batch of ginger beer actually came out at four point seven percent. Whoops! Uh, <laughs> oh, that's delicious. Um, but yeah, also non-alcoholic and food options as well. Well, yeah, I was going to say, we, well, that's one thing we didn't talk a lot about because we're, you know, obviously we're talking about the beer. That's what we're highlighting. But you have really good food, too. The brats are amazing. There. Oh, yeah. And I know you do meatball subs and burritos and sometimes tamales and all the food that I've had there so far has been pretty amazing. Oh, awesome. Thank so. you. <laughs> yeah, we try. Oh, it's tough, too, because I'm so limited i don't really have a kitchen <laughs> you know, yeah like, yeah but uh what we can do with it we like to have fun yeah and it's it's like i said tastes good high quality good stuff so yeah definitely if you're just driving through loveland or you're you're listening to this go check out uh the brewery and if you want to see taste some of their beer they'll be at oktoberfest downtown in loveland or wherever it is i'm not sure is it downtown um, or is it I, Last time we had it, it was at the old Fairgrounds Pavilion. I okay. imagine that's probably where it's going to be oh, okay. this year. Yep. Um, I haven't got the full details on it. I just committed four kegs of our Wonder Wiener Wheat to it. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be the 17th and 18th um, of September. And so, yeah, Big Beaver will be on tap of that, as well as uh, it's hosted by uh, Grimm Brothers. Um, then all the proceeds are going to the Loveland, uh, Kiwanis club to help out kids with, uh, educational stuff, you know, clothing and, uh, school supplies and books and stuff like that. So, you know, it's always going to a good cause. No, oh, that's and awesome. plus, Hey, we get to go hang out, you know, eat schnitzel, listen to a bunch of, uh, um, papa and, uh, and drink beer, you know, a polka version <laughs> of sweet Caroline every year and drink, <laughs> and drink beer. beer. That's and the most beer. drink beer. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Oh, thanks for having me, Dan. I appreciate it. And that concludes my interview with Dwayne Higgins, local musician and the co-owner of Big Beaver Brewing. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I hope that conversation encourages you to go check out Big Beaver Brewing. It is truly a hidden gem here in Loveland, Colorado. It's located on the west side, on right on Eisenhower. It's about two blocks west of the Wilson and Eisenhower Boulevard intersection there. Uh, go check them out. Great beer. They have great staff, a uh, huge selection of beer, and it's a fun atmosphere with great windows uh, for the names of the beer. It's just a fun time, so go check them out. They'll also be at Oktoberfest this weekend, pouring beer at the Fairgrounds Park. Uh, that's September 16th and 17th. You can go sample their beer there. Thank you again so much for listening to the show. Uh, we're about to wrap up. I just want to say, if you're thinking to yourself, how can I support the show? I love this episode. I want to know if there are other ways that I can support this show further. Well, good news. There is. The first thing you can do, wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you hit subscribe, follow, so you don't miss an episode. So if you're listening on Spotify, 
Apple uh, application on your phone, doesn't matter. Hit the follow, subscribe, whatever they're calling it, so you don't miss an upcoming episode. Then the next thing that you can do that will really help the show is you can leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us find our way through the algorithm so other people will discover the show. Another way to help people discover the show is to share this show on your social media. Share it with your friends. Uh, Hit that share button if you're on Facebook and you see it on Facebook. Hit the share button and uh, share it with your other friends. Tell some of your friends about it. You, your friends here in Loveland that you think would like to know more about arts and entertainment and culture here in Loveland, Colorado, send them to this podcast. Send this podcast to them. And finally, if you feel so inclined and you would like to uh, leave me a tip, you can do that. You can tip me uh, by buying me a coffee. And all you got to do to do that is go to buymeacoffee.com slash comedy. That is buymeacoffee.com slash comedy. That's D-B-U-B comedy and i will take that money and i will go buy me uh, probably a coffee maybe a beer depending on the time of day but it'll be somewhere here in loveland that'll be purchasing that because we have a lot of great coffee places and we have a lot of great breweries so there's a lot of options for that either way Uh, so if you feel inclined you can do that but most importantly the best way to support the show is through subscribing and leaving that five-star rating and review and i do want to mention if you're a business and you would like to find out more about sponsoring a future episode of this podcast you can do that all you need to do is send an email to what's good loveland at gmail.com com be happy to send over some of my rates they're very reasonable we're a new podcast so i'm not charging a lot for sponsorship packages but it is a good way that is outside the box of the normal advertising to get your your uh, advertising in the ears of people who live here in loveland so we're connecting loveland businesses with loveland listeners so if you're interested in that again send that email to what's good loveland at gmail.com again i want to say thank you for listening and tuning in to the first episode of the podcast as we progress there will be changes just want to let everybody remind everybody still trying to find the groove find the format and do all the fun stuff so we will get there and thank you so much for listening and uh till next week stay good loveland mm-hmm.